When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now when you use promo code DNVR, new customers can make any $5 NFL playoff bet, playoff bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Happy Friday the 13th, everyone. So spooky. I am Susie Hunter. We've got Kale Sorbo producing today. We've got Jen X Williams joining the show later on. We've got our very own Mitch Carroll, Merchel, joining the show. He's going to get quizzed on baseball. It's going to be a disaster. We have such a good show, though. We actually have some Rockies news, um, and we are going to talk about that list that is going around that ranks all of the MLB managers by handsomeness. And where does Bud Black rank? I'm going to give you a hint. You're not going to like it. But first, let's get into some things that happened with the Rockies, because actually there's some news. Um, Earlier today, this is Friday, Brendan Rodgers settled with the Rockies to avoid arbitration. The second baseman and 2022 Gold Glove winner signed a one-year $2.7 million contract to avoid arbitration. This was the first year that he was arbitration eligible, and that's it now. The Rockies have reached an agreement with all of their arbitration eligible players. The Rockies also announced that they've filled out their player development roster, their player development staff for 2023. We now know who the Isotopes manager will be. Um, Pedro Lopez is going to take over as manager. Uh, Yeah, go Topes. We've got a live studio audience, ladies and gentlemen, as always, because we are pre-gaming for a really cool party that I'm going to tell you more about later on in the show. But Pedro Lopez is going to take over as manager, taking over for Warren Schaefer, who's joining the Rockies as the third base coach and infield coach for 2023. But Lopez is coming to the Topes after serving as Albuquerque's bench coach in 2022. He was their hitting coach in 2021, so he is very familiar with the organization. Uh, Taking over as bench coach, Bobby Meacham, formerly of the Philadelphia Phillies, of Joe Girardi's Philadelphia Phillies. He served as a coaching assistant under the manager of the Phillies, who pretty famously lost his job first. Yeah. So... We've got all that going on. We've also got report dates for spring training. All 30 teams have announced their report dates for spring training for the Rockies. Pitchers and catchers are going to report February 15th. February 20th is when the full squad will show up. When are we showing up to spring training? I don't know yet, but when I find out, you guys will be the first to know for sure. Um, Also avoiding arbitration this week, Austin Gomber. Uh, He and the Rockies agreed to $1.65 million for 2023. Um, And Gomber is a candidate for the Rockies' rotation once again. He's got two more years of club control before free agency. Um, 
we found out that Scott Oberg, you know, we have already mentioned this, but Scott Oberg, we know, joining the Rockies' front office. Now, Dustin Garneau is coming back to Colorado as a catching and game-planning coordinator. So, things are happening. Rockies are doing stuff. We got to talk about some baseball headlines, too. I know this is, you know, we talk a little bit about Carlos Correa with Jennifer X. Williams. This is the last day we're going to talk about Carlos Correa on this show. Mark my words, we probably won't follow through with that. Like it'll probably happen again. Um, Jake, go Rockies. Is that what you said? It's really hard for me to see the monitor from over here. Uh, as we know, Jake Schwanitz is a huge baseball fan. He actually refused to co-host the show with me today because he was like, no, I'm just not that into baseball. But we're going we're gonna to convert him into a fan. We're gonna, you t I mean, you're talking enough with uh, Deion Sanders. I feel like you should be a baseball fan. It's not out of the realm of possibilities. Not out of the realm of possibilities. I love it. Um, the Carlos Correa situation. Here's my take on it. This, feel, this like reads to me like you were dating someone. You told them you were in it for the long run. You break up with them. You date around. You try to find someone better. No one wants you. And then you come crawling back to the ex. Is, am I right? Am I wrong? Right. I'm right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the Dodgers, of course, have announced that they have released Trevor Bauer. Um, he is now free to sign with any team for the league minimum $720,000. Um, Jake, oh, Jake um, <laughs> Andrew McCutcheon is going home to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Jason Mackey of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette broke the news that Andrew McCutcheon is heading back to the Pirates on a one-year contract pending a physical, which is now a phrase that gives me so much anxiety. Uh, but yeah, McCutcheon, 36 years old, probably one of the most iconic Pirates players of all time, um, or at least the last three decades. Um, he spent the first nine years of his career in Pittsburgh and those were some great years for Pittsburgh. He led the organization to the postseason in three straight seasons back in 2013, 2014, 2015. What a fun ride. Also, what a what a offseason for the Pirates in general. So they've made they've made a lot of moves. They've definitely done more than the Rockies have done. They traded with the Rays for G-Man Choi. Uh, they signed Carlos Santana to a one-year deal. They signed Vince Velasquez and Austin Hedges. And, of course, we mentioned on the show the other day, they got Rich Hill. So, curious to see how the Pirates are doing this season. Uh, Cleveland. Cleveland is building a party deck. Cleveland announced some big renovations to their ballpark. They are creating a lot of open-air bar spaces. It's fascinating. It looks like the, re the renderings look like they're turning the whole dang ballpark into a bar. It's very, it's very Rocky's party deck on crack. Other news, ESPN is reporting that all 30 AAA ballparks are going to use the electronic strike zone this season. Have you guys heard about this? So the interesting part is that it's going to... It's going to be like half and half. Teams are going to use them differently. So one half of the AAA teams are going to use the electronic strikes on the ABS 
for all calls, and then the rest of the league will use the a, will use an ABS challenge system that allots three challenges per games. And apparently, this is because MLB has not decided if they want to use it or how they want to use it. So uh, we're going to see those experimentations happening in AAA. All right, now here's the thing I really want to talk about. Kale, are you ready for this? Kale and I were cracking up about this when we were putting the show together today. Oh, I'm ready. A list came out ranking all MLB managers by how handsome they are. This list is rocking the baseball world because it is controversial. In my opinion, the list is a dang mess. But we have to talk about the top five. It is, I, what did, Kale, how did you describe what this graphic looks like? A disaster. A disaster. This graphic is a disaster. The number one most handsome manager, according to this list from gambling.com, Buck Showalter. Just number two, Rob Thompson of the Philadelphia Phillies. Number three, Tori Lovello. Number four, David Ross. David Ross is actually very handsome. I think David Ross is dating a celebrity, too. David uh, Ross is the only one that belongs on this list. David Ross is the only... It should only... just be 1 through 30 David Ross. <laughs> Wait, I love this comment that goes, is this from AARP? <laughs> apparently, according to... So gambling.com came up with this list, and apparently they use some algorithm and some ratio, some golden ratio thing to determine the list, to determine how handsome these guys are. I don't get it. I don't get it. I simply do not get it. So, uh, notably absent from the top five, this has been pretty controversial to me. Gabe Kapler's not in the top five. Gabe Kapler is a good-looking guy. He ruffles a lot of feathers. He's got a lot of interesting opinions on things that I didn't even want to hear about. But, but ob objectively handsome man. An objectively handsome man. Objectively handsome. Absolutely more handsome than Rob Thompson. What are yeah. you doing? I mean, what? honestly, the one on this list that I have the biggest issue with is Terry Francona, who just like, <laughs> I think Caitlin described it perfectly earlier when he said he looks like someone's random uncle, like anyone's <laughs> uncle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. AARP gambling, uh, artificial intelligence is not working yet. That's hilarious. These are some good comments. Thank you guys for weighing in. Do we have the the middle the middle five? Well, we have the twelve through sixteen. We have twelve yeah. through sixteen. So we we picked a we picked a five from the the middle. This is where we see Bud Black at number sixteen. Bud Black is such a good looking dude. He's Look got at that perfect smile. teeth. Great smile. This is where we also find Gabe Kapler on the list, number twelve. This is this is a dang shame. Uh, Aaron Boone is on this list right there in the middle. David Bell. Look Mark at that. Potse. I mean, David Bell, that's a good looking guy. He's got a jawline. Look you at know, that jawline. David Bell. I think David Bell is correctly placed in this list. Okay. He, he should be in, in the middle. Okay. Aaron Boone, maybe not. Aaron Boone above Bud Black? Are yeah. we serious? Are, you, are we serious here? Seriously? I mean, I mean, we have a picture of young Bud Black. I don't want to go too far. Let's see young Bud Black. Look at young Bud Black. Like, how adorable. Straight up, like, that's a hot human. What a stud. What a stud. <laughs> Bud Black was robbed. I hope Bud Black sues gambling.com. 
But honestly, seeing Gabe Kapler at number 12 on this list, I just, I guarantee Gabe Kapler seeing himself at number 12 on this list ruined his whole day. Probably his life. <laughs> so sad. Too bad, so sad. <laughs> um, but what is not so sad, we got to talk about all the fun stuff happening at the DNVR bar, especially tonight, because we have an 80s-themed party. That's why my hair is huge, and I'm wearing, I got some 80s earrings on. I got a scrunchie. I have this watch from the 80s. Like, Actually, the funny thing is, before I like transition into this ad read, I have this like great 80s jacket, too, that I did not put on because I was running around so much before the show that I was just too warm. Kale just thought I was just dressed for the day. He didn't know that I was like doing a I, theme. I did not realize you were there for the party. I just like, <laughs> I was like, oh, what a, like Susie threw a fit today. Good for you. I threw a fit. Threw a fit. No, um, we've got a great, uh, we've got the Mile High City Golden Air Ale release party tonight. And we've got a Nuggets watch party. I'm like so excited for these things. And a bunch of us are dressed in vintage 80s clothing. It is going to be an absolute hoot. And if you're a DNVR member, a diehard rather, it's even better. Because we've got watch parties nearly every day of the week here at Colfax and York. Make sure you always check the events page because we've got some great stuff going on all the time. If you're not a diehard already, you are missing out on price breaks for, well, tailgates when it's tailgate season. RIP tailgate season. We've got watch parties, though. We've got Nuggets party buses. And that annual membership comes with a free shirt from dnvrlocker.com every freaking year. And we've got the best merch in the game. Just ask Merchel about it. We will ask him about it. Not yet, though. You stay right where you are. You stay right where you are. How dare you? <laughs> Listen, that annual membership also comes with extra raffle tickets at all watch parties to win even more free gear. And you get all access to our diehards-only Discord. You don't have to worry about jerks. You don't have to worry about politics. You can talk about whatever you want. Apparently, there's a wrestling chat in there that I've never been in. And if you are not a diehard already, head to thednvr.com to make it happen. And we got to talk about the reason for tonight's party, Breck Brew, and the Mile High City Golden Ale. We've got the logo down here in the corner. I love this Throwback Nuggets logo, though. So that's why we are all dressed throwback tonight. And if that's not your thing, uh, Breck Brew has a beer for every occasion, and uh, there is no better way to watch a game than having some Breck Brew with it. Breck Brew's been doing it for 32 years, and it all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. They're made with 100% renewable energy, so try out some of the favorites, like we are loving right now the Mile High City Golden Ale. We... We're, we're so excited about it. We got, we, is the Christmas ale still around? I know we still have some in our fridge. I don't know. Aval avalanche ale. Oh, saw it at the grocery store. Fantastic. Listen, the Christmas ale, the avalanche ale, the vanilla Porter Jr., uh, the Broncos Country Pale Ale, the Fun Slinger, and one of my personal favorites, the Good Company Hard Seltzer. So what's different about Breck Brews compared to other beers? What isn't? They are just a step above everyone. So listen, enter your favorite beer, enter your favorite beer lover into Breck's Niceless Sweepstakes at breckbrew.com. 
Search for that link in the description. And also check out the beer locator because Breck Brew is all over. Go to breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. All right. And if beer isn't your thing, or maybe you just don't feel like leaving the house, I'm so excited that we are partnering with Jive Hive. Jive Hive is a virtual dispensary on wheels. It's like Uber Eats, but for weed. So it's even better. So listen, no brick and mortar store. They are all mobile. So that means their costs are actually so low. So if you want to go to the dispensary, but you don't want to be seen there, maybe you have a job where someone might judge you a little bit if they saw you at the dispensary. You don't have to worry about it. The dispensary can come to you. If you don't want to go out in the snow, we all know it snows like every other day here. You don't have to worry about it because they will come to you. If you have any other trouble leaving the house, Jive Hive has got you covered. Um, but yes, check the link in our description to find out more. But that's Jive Hive, J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E, Hive with the Y. Uh, and get your order delivered the same day or schedule a delivery window and they will be there to say hi. I love it. So much fun. All right, we have we have a great conversation to share with you. I talked to Jennifer X. Williams. She is a sports anchor and reporter in New York at the Fox affiliate there. So she's busy. She covers a lot of teams, uh, but she's a great friend of mine. We had such a great chat. Uh, Kale, are we ready to roll that conversation? Let's do it. Joining the pod now is Jennifer X. Williams of Fox 5 New York. Um, before she was at Fox 5, she was my coworker in Connecticut. Uh, so we go way back. Jennifer, how are you doing? Good. It's so good to see you. I wish you were here in New York, but I don't want to steal you away from all the Colorado fans. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot going on out here. Don't worry, I'm not going to steal it. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you tell us, first of all, am I allowed to ask? On record, what does the X stand for? Oh, well, I don't know. That's the actual. It was it was bestowed upon me, and we'll leave it at that. But there's a lot of Jennifer Williams in the world. It's like the John Smith of female names. So I kind of need it. Otherwise, it's a little bit of an identity crisis. But yeah, that's all you'll get. I'll that's tell all you I'm going to get. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Um, we have to talk about the Carlos Correa drama because this has dominated the baseball news cycle for weeks, months, maybe. It feels like forever. And the Mets were right there in it. And now they're not in it. How are fans feeling about all of this drama and the conclusion that it's come to? Yeah, it's it's something when you can overshadow the Yankees re-signing their franchise player to a mega contract and then also naming him the captain. That that says a lot. Um, it dominated the, the offseason. And, you know, I was talking to some fans yesterday and they told me the, they're kind of like, what's next? Because Steve Cohen came out and publicly said that they needed Correa and Correa was going to move to third to make all this work. So when you think of how stacked that infield would have been, but you know, I think that's kind of the question on every fan's mind right now. I think everyone was a little leery about a very long contract, given that there were multiple red flags when he went through the injury evaluation process with both the giants and the Mets. Um, but I think fans still wanted him here, but 
fans would be willing to get someone else. It's just hard. It's hard. Who's out there that's the caliber of a Correa? It's slim pickings. You don't have anyone near the caliber of Correa. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the thing I've loved about watching Uncle Steve do what he does is that he is just willing to throw any amount of money out there. And I, I just can't remember seeing a team do this. I guess the Yankees kind of did this in the past before, I but was I was maybe a little young. Right from Steinbrenner's book. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Like he has no problem paying any kind of fees for, um, cause they, I believe there's something like a $60 million fee. If you hit a certain level, they've already, and this was named the Steve Cohen tax because of his exorbitant spending. Um, and I think that's what makes fans nervous, right? Is, you know, any other franchise can say, hey, we want to get like bang for our buck, but that's not an issue with Steve Cohen. So it's like, who can he throw money at now? And I guess that's a question on everyone's mind. But to be fair, this team was poised to make a deep run last season. And you know, ultimately the pitching didn't come up big in big moments. And I don't really think anyone saw that coming. There were questions about maybe Scherzer's health, but I don't think anyone, the series against the Padres, I don't think anyone could have predicted that. Yeah, no one saw the Padres run in all of that last season (laughs) for sure. So it's not just the Mets. I mean, the Dodgers got swindled. Phillies made it work, but, you know, I'm a little biased there. (laughs) that in there Philly girl here Philly girl at heart um people actually I think a couple of people have complained like oh wow like you're talking about the Phillies again on your Rockies podcast real original (laughs) so it's like not a fan favorite for sure but I can't stop um it's a problem um I feel like this Carlos Correa situation kind of kind of like fits into the Mets are going to met narrative where like you think everything's going to go right and things just go wrong in a way that we've never seen anything go wrong. Right. Um, and you know, I was going to say, you should continue to talk about the Phillies because I think one thing that fan- resonates with fans is being authentic and that's your authentic self. And so sorry, haters, but, um, <laughs> hey, you got both posts covered. Um, yeah, you know, to that point, you know, we say that about the Jets too a lot. Um, it's different ownership. And here's the thing was, and I know other owners, you know, there were grumblings, uh, you know, reports of grumblings from other o- owners that he was driving up the prices of all these guys. And here's the thing. Um, while Steve Cohen is, you know, and again, this is all things that I've gleaned this from talking to people. He's a very smart, smart business, businessman. When it comes to his hobbies, I guess he's a, really big into collecting art um baseball is his hobby technically he's gonna spend a lot of money he does has no problem spending money to get what he wants so while i think this was a hiccup and i think he very badly likes being kind of an outlier outlier amongst the other owners um i think this is just a learning experience Uh, you know i'm curious how things are going to go down with another boris client down the road um, and Boris is always going to try to get, he doesn't care if his guys are going to like down South or Minnesota, he's going to try to get the most money. But, um, I, I do think it's a little different from that Mets, just being the Mets narrative simply because of the new ownership and mm-hmm. how just active Steve Cohen is in with the process. But, you know, again, we're not hearing, um, 
any rumblings about him being like an overbearing owner either where you know hello <clears throat> i covered i was in washington for a moment we know there's an owner down there hello you know um what maybe one of the basketball teams here in new york we've heard rumblings about that but it, I, I do think it's a different era under steve cohen i just hey perfect example over the summer it really um was driven home for me when they had their like old timers game um you know, Steve Cohen obviously flew in a lot, lot of guys. Any Mets fan I talked to just said that under the the last regime, that that kind of, you just didn't see that um, all the alums come back quite like that, and it was really magical. And that's totally Steve Cohen. And then the current club appreciates that. We heard it with Justin Verlander. Steve Cohen was the reason why he came to Queens. Um, he knows that. You know, these guys know that he's going to spend and do whatever it takes to win. And at the end of the day, all, all the chatter, it's to the wayside if you win. Yeah. Um, I love that. We're going to change gears a little bit and talk about something different the Mets won this week. Did you see that list of most handsome MLB managers that puts Buck Walter at the top? So um, I actually had seen that from SNY had posted about it and I actually thought it was a joke. So, and then my coworkers let me know that it was for real. And you know what I have to say? Why not? I, I, my list of why he shouldn't is a lot shorter than my list of why he should. If I had to go through my list of why he should, we'd be here all day. No, look, I, look, I, <laughs> and look, I'm covering these teams. So I'm trying very hard not to be biased, but I think people can respect that Buck is like an old school put in the work. Um, there's been a lot of talk about both him, him as the one and then Scherzer as the 1A, just coming into the locker room and just totally changing the culture of the clubhouse. Now Buck's got to win in the postseason, then he'll really endear himself with fans. So maybe that's the only reason why I think it was surprising, but you know, I, I don't know. I got nothing but love for Buck. He like he makes it fun. He chops it up, but he also comes to work and he's strictly business. He's a fascinating man. And I love that this is just another thing he can put on his resume, add to his LinkedIn, endorse him for being the most handsome MLB manager. Jen, are you working on anything interesting right now? Are you prepping for the season? Do you have oh, any baseball yeah. stories going on? Well, um, this week I did a story on NY Sluggers, which is an elite academy in the South Bronx that is both a training facility and an academy for both boys and girls. So you got baseball and softball and they, these kids are training daily from seven to 10 PM. Wow. Um, and it's very business. The kids are like, oh yeah, the coaches are great. As long as you work hard, otherwise you'll get in trouble. And, um, you know, again, it's a very Latin community and um, a lot of Dominican um, parents and players there. And they really just embrace it. It's more than just a facility. It's a family. And that was a super cool story. I'm hoping to go back and get some like I'm just trying to I didn't play um, soft. Oh, I played softball. I did. I played softball as a freshman in high school in addition to playing tennis for my high school. I was like such a sports nerd. Um, and so I'm just, I'm actually wanting to go to some training sessions just to pick up what I can glean. Cause it, you know, when you're more interactive, it's one thing we're, we're watching all the games, but I want to be a little bit more interactive. So you know how it is when you play a sport, you just kind of know more of the nuances. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. You know the experience of it. You get it. I mean, I'm still waiting for the Rockies to bring me in to pitch, you know, the ninth inning or something. I I, I think you it could happen. Height, You've got the height. You can I think you you'd own your own hold your own on the hill. Um and then today it's a Giants preview. You know, we they were four and thirteen last year, nine and seven this year, first time in the playoffs in six years. They're a three point underdog against the Vikings. So they can I'm not, I'm not going to go as far as to say as how far I think they can go, but they got a shot at winning on Sunday in Minnesota. And um, so, you know, everyone's super, super excited. I think it's a, a speaking of new re- regimes. It's a totally different culture. Other guys talked about it all season, how it is just a different vibe in the building under Dable, um, first year head coach. So that's exciting. Um, you know, it's a baseball town, but like anytime any of the other teams are doing well, it's always exciting. I love that. Yeah, you have so many teams to cover there. You have two baseball teams, two football teams, two hockey teams. Like yeah. you have two basketball yeah. teams, two of everything. I yes, don't know how yes. you do it. <laughs> Women's, you know, we got the Liberty too. That's um, right. Yeah, NWSL. Like, so any big stories, I'm covering those as well. And then again, you know, I look, I covered Aaron Judge's home run um, chase, and that was interesting because I was at the ballpark daily. And of course, he does, you know, he's making history on the road. So, of course, all my coworkers were teasing me that I was like, you know, the bad luck. Um, I loved that, you know, being out at City Field three days in a row for, you know, the wild card weekend. Um, but I do really love telling the stories of like, the little, you know, the stars on the rise, the little guys, because they don't get, you know, these guys have heard every, pretty much every question in the book. Although going back to Buck, it's, um, it's too bad we're not in season because I would love to ask Buck. He would have given a great answer to being named the sexiest manager. He probably would have been like, yeah, that sounds about right. He would <laughs> own that title. Like, yeah. Why is anyone even questioning, like, questioning that? So, um, yeah, I, uh, again, so I'm, I would say I'm spread thin, but I think we do a good job of trying to cover everything and also bring something different. You know, everyone's going to turn on, you know, the worldwide leader and like, obviously Fox sports. Um, we just came off. We try to actually be the soccer station of New York. We just, we had the world cup. Um, yeah, we just came off the world cup and absolutely incredible tournament. Um, so we do a lot of soccer stories as well, always pitching soccer stories and covering any big headlines overseas. And, but yeah, it's, it's super, super rewarding. I honestly, I pinch myself every day. I'm living the dream. Even well, you, I'm- you do it. You do an incredible job, Jen. I, I've been, you know, admiring you from afar. Love you to death. Love um, tell us, tell everyone where we can follow your work, where we can follow you on social media. Sure. It's um at Jen Experience. You know, I'm a little spicy and it's J-E-N-X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. And it's Jennifer X Williams. And so you can just do a little Google and find me or not because I'm kind of silly on social media. What we've um, talked about TikToks. <laughs> you're talking to me who is like the most nonsense on social media. Um, I will put a link to your story in the description of this podcast. But Jennifer, thank you so much for joining. Oh, Susie, I miss you so much. It's a, you know what? It's a good thing we're not in the same city because we'd be trouble. Watch out. Double trouble. It would be trouble. If I go to New York this off or this season, watch out, guys. Well, yeah. Jen, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Susie. Take care. 
Of course, as we're coming back to the show is when all of our coworkers come back into the studio and they're all dressed like 80s lunatics. They all look ridiculous. I think Vote's <laughs> going to crash the set. We need a two shot. There, there we go. Where did Adam go? Adam's look is like really something. Vote, you look great. Where's that jacket from? My girlfriend's. It's his girlfriend's jacket. All right, we got to talk about... <laughs> The American Raptors. If you haven't heard about the American Raptors, where the heck have you been? Because they are Rugby Town USA's newest rugby team. The American Raptors are athletes who have competed at the highest level of their respective sports. They come from backgrounds in nearly every professional sport in the world. So they've got all the skills necessary to excel at rugby. And the best thing about hitting up an American Raptors game, they are free. So head over to AmericanRaptors.com, grab your free ticket for the upcoming season, or you can stream their games from their website. Even better, our guy Colton Strickler has it all covered for you with the weekly DNVR Rugby Podcast. So you can learn more about rugby with Colton's 101 Rugby Podcasts. He's got exclusive interviews with the athletes and the coaches. It's Rugging awesome. All of that and more at AmericanRaptors.com. And listen, maybe you want to bet on rugby. Maybe you want to bet on the NFL this wild card weekend. You can do that with DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go to place for the wild card action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. So to kick off the road, to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Just plays any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back and up to ten, uh, back up to $10. So, why not bet the NFL play? Why would you bet the NFL playoffs anywhere else? So, the bottom line, go to DraftKings Sportsbook, go to the app, use code DNVR. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. <clears throat> Excuse me, let me clear my throat. So as you can see, I'm dressed very 80s. This is the jacket that Kale thought I was just, it was just a fit. It's, it's a fit for sure. You're rocking it. Joining the show now. Let's go. Merchel himself, That's Mitch Carroll. How are I, you doing? I'm great. I'm so psyched to be here. You match the um you match the uh Mile High City Golden Ale. Oh, I didn't notice. You did it on purpose. Yeah, right? I did. Yeah. It looks good. We have a fun party going yeah. on here today. It's gonna be tight. It's gonna be tight. Um uh, you were not alive in the eighties. Uh, I missed it by about eight months. You missed it yeah. by about eight months. I was like a, a tiny little baby in the 80s. It was there for a few days. Yeah, just missed it. But since we're dressed 80s, since that's the theme of the party, yeah. I thought it would be fun to look back at the biggest baseball moments of the 80s. So oh. if you were alive in the 80s and you're watching the show, or if you're listening to it later, uh, hit us up in the comments, hit us up on Twitter. And if you remember baseball in the 80s, uh, tell me what your favorite memories were. But these were some big events that I... Kind of like didn't really realize happened in the 80s. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Okay. One of, one of the big events that kind of kicked off the 80s, the 1981 player strike. Yeah. I pulled all of these from ImagineSports.com, by the way. Because again, Sports I shop. was not there. The 1981 player strike. Okay. 
like we don't even talk about it because the one in the 90s was so much bigger but yes. the strike that strike wiped out the middle third of the 1981 season so they played a third of a season and then they striked mm-hmm. struck struck is so, it striked i feel like it's striked i don't know if anyone knows let me know in the comments yeah. i think they're just on strike okay or Fair striking enough. they were striking they were striking uh but that strike lasted from june 12th until August 9th. So they started the season, yeah. they went on strike, and then they came back. Like, all right, we're good. <clears throat> so it cost the league millions of dollars, but we never talk about it because the 1994 to 1995 strike is the one that cost the league the World Series. Much bigger deal. Are you m- mimicking my hand motions right now? No, I'm like, you get, you nailed it. Thank I'm you. not mimicking. Okay. I'm a, I move my hands when I... Um, Rapids viewers will know this. This is all I... I'm doing this a lot. I love it. Yeah. So Patrick and I talked about this a little bit on the show the other day. The 1989 earthquake. The 1989 Loma Prieta earthquake that rocked the San Francisco area. Yeah, the Bay Bay Series. The Bay Series. Yes. My dad was at one of those games. No way. Yeah. Not the earthquake one? Not the earthquake one. Not the earthquake one. So, yeah. Big Um, Giants guy. Those watching uh, the pregame on ABC, they were showing a highlight video just as the quake hit. So crazy, crazy, really crazy nuts stuff. that it just giant natural disaster messed up a World Series. Yeah. Five, a five day delay in that World Series. Yeah. That is crazy. Really crazy. Um, also in the 80s, another event <laughs> that we that is still we are still feeling the ramifications of today. The 80s are when Pete Rose got banned. Wow. I I honestly would have no idea when he got banned, but that that's. That is like the biggest baseball story ever. Yeah. Kind of. So in the seventies, Rose was just, you know, one of the biggest players, but in the eighties, that was when he started getting attention for, uh, betting on baseball. Right. So of course he, he denied the claims, but then, yeah, it's just, we it's know. a whole, we know what you it's did, a Pete. whole murky situation. Uh, but on August 24th, 1989, Rose accepted a permanent place on baseball's ineligible list. And the commissioner at the time, Bart Giamatti, died of a heart attack eight days after announcing Rose's suspension from baseball. What a dark time. What a dark time for baseball. That is like, I didn't know that the commissioner lays it down and then dies. That is that's kind of wild. certainly lost to at least casual baseball history. I I didn't know that. Or intense baseball history. Uh, Yeah, I did did not know that part of the story. It, it's crazy too, because like Pete Rose, kind of, I mean that hits record is like, it's like a Wayne Gretzky level won't be touched, mm-hmm. like truly the best to ever do that, and he's just not. I don't know, <laughs> blows my mind. Can't be, in, yeah. Blows my mind. Um, uh, I have a Pete Rose story from my family. So my Whoa. uncle, my, my uncle is a huge baseball fan, um, and he met Pete Rose. As a child, as a literal child, and he goes, "Hey, Mr. Rose, like you really broke my heart when you bet on baseball." And he goes, "Yeah, kid, I broke a lot of hearts. Go f yourself." Like actually said the the word. That's so so awesome. Pete Rose told a ten-year-old to. Oh my god! I wish I had a story like that with a famous (laughs) athlete. That's so cool. All right, we got some more stories. We have a game called the Gossip. Are you familiar with it? No. Okay, so the gossip is where I am going to tell you some things that maybe I heard, maybe I didn't, oh. and you're going to tell me if it's true Got it. or if it's something that I made up. Got it. 
Okay. But it's all based on stuff that's really happening in the baseball world right now. Have okay. you been paying attention to? Uh, more so than normal, yes. Did you like kind of look up like, ooh, I'm going to go to MLB.com and see what the headlines are? I did this week, but I didn't today on purpose knowing that you have a quiz coming to make it more. All right. Fair. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Here's what I heard, Mitch. Okay. The Boston Red Sox are considering a name change to the Boston Devers. Mitch, would they? Did they? No chance. No chance. You're right. No, but it actually is kind of in their Twitter bio. Kayla, you've got an image. We've got a screenshot up. Yes, we do. The Boston Red Sox changed their Twitter bio to... The official team of Raphael Devers. After, of course, they have signed him to a big, long big contract. Big old contract. But imagine being anyone else on the Red Sox and just be like, okay, I'll just see myself out. Yeah, what about the official team of the 24th guy? What about me? <laughs> what am I doing here? Uh, poor Trevor's story. Boston <laughs> oh, Bears. Oh, man. Oh, oh. That one hurt. I wonder if, if Trevor's story had signed like a really big long contract, if the Rockies would have done that for their Twitter bio. We'll never know. I feel like it's the it's Chuck's team and we're just here, you know? That's true. Yeah. That is true. All right, listen. Okay. It's Friday the 13th. Yes. Let's talk about some superstitions. Okay. I like did this. You, did you know that it's good luck for baseball players to sleep with their bats in their bed? Oh, that sounds true. I'm saying true. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Not really. Okay. It worked for <laughs> it worked for Riley Green of the Tigers organization. So okay. back in 2021, he was in a slump, and he he was like, you know what? I'm gonna bring my bat to bed with me. And he woke Whoa. up and he was like cuddling it. So his quote was, Whoa. "I hadn't been swinging it the way I wanted to swing it." So I'm a very superstitious guy. So being me. I brought home my bat and slept with it for the night. I woke up the next morning and I was literally like cuddling the bat. Like I woke up and I was like, is this what my life came to? But it, it worked. Busted it the slump. Snapped him out of Let's his slump. Let's go. All right. Love that. I got one more little piece of news for you. Okay. Aaron Judge announced in a press conference on Friday that when his baseball career in New York is over, he's going to run for mayor. True. No, Damn. but he did recently get the key to the city. I'd vote it's for him for honor. mayor. It's a big honor. Not a lot of Yankees have the key to the city. Fresno really State see, legend. You don't really see guys getting keys to the city anymore in general. I, yeah, I don't know if I could name one other person that has a key to a city. Yeah. Do you have a key to the city of maybe Hartford, Philly, anything I, like that? I can't believe I don't have a key to the city of Hartford. We need to do some work. DNVR Rockies listeners slash yes. Twitter folks. I we have a campaign to get going, and it's Luke, to get yeah. Susie Hunter the key to Hartford. Someone send this to Luke Bronin, the mayor of Hartford. Yes. And also featured on, uh, he's on Spotify. Whoa. He's a singer-songwriter. Really? Yes. And the mayor of Hartford? Mm -hmm. How does he have the time? <laughs> he does it all. <laughs> true renaissance man. A true renaissance man. Hey, Mitch, thank you so much for joining You're the so show. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We're going to close this thing out. All right. Back on me. As, as I mentioned. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Guys, this was such a fun show. Kale, are you going to, are you facking it up tonight? The Friday uh, afternoon club? I have to get ready for another show. So no. Oh, right. He has another show. All right. Because the Nuggets are playing. Because the Nuggets That's are like, playing. I'll probably have a brew. 
I mean, that's, yeah, that, that's fun. You'll have I'll have fun. a single brew. You'll have a single brew. Oh, wait, I was going to crack open one of these new guys. So crack open one of the new let me, guys. Let me lean over. Pardon me, everyone. Oh, good. They're still cold. All right. So here's the new beer. This is the reason for the party. I wish you could zoom in from over there. But this is the Mile High City Golden Ale. Um, I'm going to... Oh, hello. Oh, my gosh. We're fine. We're fine. This must be riveting for our podcast listeners. <laughs> Listening to me open a beer. Um, we've got a great party happening down here at the corner of Colfax and York. We, we are watching the Nuggets at 8 o'clock tonight. We've got a beer release party. A bunch of us are dressed up in 80s clothes. A bunch of my friends are coming. People are, like, bringing their friends to this party. It's going to be great. But we will be back with a regular non-80s-themed podcast on Monday at 11 a.m. Patrick Lyons will be back. I will be back. And listen, stay safe out there on Friday the 13th. You can follow us. You can follow all of our Rockies news at DNVR underscore Rockies on Twitter. Kale, where can the people follow you? Uh, at Kale Sorbo. Kale with two L's. Kale with two L's. Or on Instagram, Blue Eyes with a Backpack. Yes. Kale posts some great stuff on Instagram. He's a very talented photographer. He's very good at what he does. Thank you. I You're appreciate welcome. that. You're welcome. Um, this has been so fun. Oh, wait, you can follow me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. Please do. I highly recommend it. It's the worst time of your life. Um, we'll be back on Monday. I will be here for the rest of the night, partying it up with my DNVR friends. And, Kale, you know what I like to say about closing a show? What do you like to say? Um, I don't know how to do it, so I will just talk to you all again on Monday.